you are listening to the Sermon Audio Podcast from Heights Baptist Church in Alvin, Texas. For more information about our church, you can find us at heightschurch.org. Well, good morning. Good morning. Okay, this is the first time back in 11 weeks, and that's the good morning you're going to give me. Let's do a little better than that, right? Good morning. Okay. There we go. Thank you. All right, so for our online audience this morning, we want to say good morning to you as well. My name is Lee, and I'm Lee Pastor here at Heights. Uh, if you've not connected with us, we'd love to connect with you. You can go to heightschurch.org slash connect. And so, yes, if you're watching online this morning, you see some back of heads. You may have heard some singing. Uh, that is because we have an audience here this morning. Uh, we invited certain groups uh, because next week we are open back to the public at 9 uh, for a worship service and 1030 for a worship service. And I know many of you still online are eager to get back. And so we invite you back next week. Or maybe you say, you know what, I, I want to stay away a little longer. You may be in that medically vulnerable category or just simply are not comfortable coming around groups. So how you found us online this week, you can find us again next week at 1030. Uh, but this morning we have folks here because we're getting ready for you uh, next week to come back. And so we have our, our hygiene team here this morning, our deacons, our staff, their families. We have ushers, we have greeters, because we've been practicing all those protocols and procedures that are new for us So we can be ready for you next week. And so uh, to my online audience this morning, good morning. To you guys uh, sitting in front of me, good morning. I will let you know this is kind of weird because this is the first time in 10 weeks I've actually been preaching to people, right? So you have seen me over this process, but I haven't been seeing you uh, because I've been looking at a camera for the last 10 weeks. So this is kind of also a little awkward for me right now. So we'll, we'll get into that. But let's open in a word of prayer. Father God, thank you so much for who you are. Uh, Lord, as we talk about love this morning, we can see that you are perfectly loving in all ways. And just thinking of those songs that we sang, uh, Lord, we we can think about the love that you have showed us and Father, I thank you for these men and women that are, are here this morning that have come to learn how to better serve others. Um, to help us be able to practice getting ready for next week when we reopen our campus for worship services. And, and Lord, I thank you for the, the goodness and the faithfulness uh, that you have shown us through this time. And uh, Lord, we just pray that uh, this morning as we open your word, that the Holy Spirit will change our minds. Uh, Lord, He will change our hearts. He will change our actions to better love you, and to better serve you. We pray in Christ's name. Amen and amen. So if you've got a Bible with you, I'm going to invite you to open to Romans chapter 12, or maybe uh, there when you're in your living room, grab out your cell phone. And let's go to Romans chapter 12. We've kind of finished up our series in Acts. Next week, I'm going to be starting a series through the book of Joshua, talking about being strong and courageous. Uh, But this morning, I wanted to look at Romans chapter 12 and, and really just discuss how to love one another. Um, if you think about our world right now in our, our country and even our state, our city, uh, maybe even where you work, you see sometimes a lot of division among each other. Uh, there's a lot of tension. And you know, out publicly, there's usually three topics 
that you never want to talk about, right? So maybe online, you write these down in the comments if you want to guess them. What are the three topics you never want to talk about out in public? Religion, politics, and what's the third one? Money, right? You know, that's usually the standard. Don't talk about religion, politics, or money with anybody out in public because that causes division. I'm going to add two to the list, all right? I'm going to add this one. Don't talk about how dogs are better than cats, right? Don't talk about that. We all know it's true, but that, like, will cause division. You know why? Because cat people can't take a joke, you know? So for some of you, you're probably already clicking that angry face emoji at me. But yes, cat people, I'm joking, even though we know it's true. Okay, so, right? So you don't want to add that. What's the fifth topic you don't want to talk about? Anything COVID-19 related, right? Like out in public, you want to stay away from anything COVID-19 related in conversation. Why? Because we can't agree on the reality of this virus. We can't agree on the treatment of this virus. People can't agree on reopening plans, whether it's a school or a business or a church. I mean, if you pull five of us together and we sat down physically distanced apart, and we had a conversation about all COVID-19 things, you're going to get five different opinions, and you're going to oftentimes get people on far ends of the spectrum. They're going to be one over here and one over here. And so if you look at social media right now, you're watching the news, or maybe on the news article you scan down and you're reading the comments, you can see people are getting nasty with each other really quickly. And you can see all that division happening. And so let me ask you this, if that's the way our world is, then how do we love one another? And if we're believers in Jesus Christ, are we not to love others differently than the world loves people? I mean, you've heard it said this way, love the way you want to be loved. But I would change it to this. I would say this, treat others the way Jesus wants you to treat them. It's not so much love somebody the way you want to be loved. No, no, no. As followers of Christ, it's treat others the way Jesus wants you to treat them. And so when you come into Romans chapter 12, Paul has already been saying, look, as followers of Christ, you have a renewed mind. You have the mind of Christ, the New Testament would say. And now you have this life that you are to live to be a sacrifice, serving other folks. And so then he starts unpacking that idea throughout chapter 12. And when you get into the section of verses 9 through 13, he's giving you 13 different exhortations of how to love people. Now, as we move through those this morning, I don't want you to make two mistakes. One, we can look at it as a list and go, oh, okay, well, this is a list, and I'm going to check the list. So I'm going to learn verse 9, and I'm going to love the way verse 9 says, and then when I master verse 9, I'll move to verse 10, and then I'll move to verse 11, and on, so on, and so forth. No, don't, don't make that mistake, because number one, we're not going to ever really master them always. And don't think it's just a one-time type of love that he's talking about. See, the way it's written is it's speaking of this continual type of love that we're to have for folks. This is what we are to do as followers of Jesus Christ. Love this way, Paul's saying. So let's look at the passage. First, he says in verse 9, we see love's quality. Love's quality says, let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. So he says, let your love be be genuine. And so this is a love that's not hypocritical. Um, it's a genuine type of love. It's not a love where, where I love you 
in order to get something in return. Do you have folks in your life like that, you know? Maybe it's a, a spouse, a family member, a friend, a coworker. Like that, They'll show you love, but the reason they're showing you love is because they expect it back. They're expecting love back in return. And so Paul's saying, no, that's not a genuine type of love. A genuine type of love is a love that gives, not expecting something in return. And so we see love's quality there. But notice love's morality in verse 9. He says, abhor what is evil, hold fast to what is good. A type of love we're to have is to abhor what is evil, hate what is evil, hold fast what is good. So when we think about hate, our hate, our dislike is against evil. So one way we love is to say, okay, I'm not going to embrace evil. I'm going to stand against evil. I'm going to abhor that. I'm going to hate that because evil is attempting to stop you from growing in Christ-likeness. So we, we push off evil. We say, all right, I'm hating that because evil has the intent of stopping Christ-like growth in you. And so I'm going to stop that. I'm going to hate that. But notice what he says on the converse. I'm going to hold fast to something. I'm going to hold fast to what is good. That, that term, hold fast, it means to be glued to. Right? So what am I going to be glued to? Right? I, I want to be glued to the Word of God. Right? I want to hold fast to God's Word because God's Word is going to teach me how to love people. It's going to teach me how to follow Christ. So I'm, so I'm hating evil and I'm holding fast to what is good. Well, notice verse 10, Paul says there, love's commitment. We look at love's commitment. He says, love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. So when I love, I want to love others showing brotherly affection and finding ways to show honor to them. So Paul's essentially saying there with that type of love, it's not seeking the good of myself first, but it's seeking the good of someone else. You know, what's interesting, not only in this news cycle we're in, we're in this COVID-19 news cycle. There's something that's kind of gotten pushed to the side, isn't it? And, and it'll, it'll come up in this news cycle soon. But it's our, our presidential election. And I mean, you think like COVID-19's divided people. My goodness, it's an election year also, right? And I mean, think about all the stuff that's about to come out and all of the tension in that, right? We're going to kind of die down on the COVID-19 news cycle and then what's going to happen? Here comes the election. Man, that's going to be fun, right? So how do you, if you're a Democrat, love a Republican? If you're a Republican, love a Democrat. How do you love people that you're going to disagree with? How do you love people that even right now you might say, look, I... You, you politically are different than me, and then you're COVID-19 different than me. How do we love folks like that? Because aren't we tired of fighting? Aren't we tired of the nasty post on Facebook we see? Aren't you tired of just lashing out at people? So how then, verse 10, do you show love to someone else and honor to someone else? Let, let's just think real practically about where we are as, as a church. You know, I, I thought about it this week. Never in the history of our church have we had to face what we are facing, right? You you realize that. Our our church is a little over 50 years old. 
Never have we had to face what we're facing. I mean, there have been times we've had to miss services because of a hurricane, but you usually don't miss like 10 weeks of a worship service, right? And so we're having to make all kinds of decisions as a church. We're having to work together as a church like we've never had to do before. You know, so I've used the expression often that we are building the plane in the air while it's flying, right? And I mean, we're trying to hit a target that keeps moving. So if you think in your mind, as you're sitting here and then you online, that's going to be coming back next week. How, when you return to campus, whether at 9 or 1030, do you love each other? How do you show honor to each other? And see, the last worship service that we held was March 8th. That was the last time we were on campus. And so when many of you have already experienced this as you walked in the door this morning, those of you that are going to come back next week, you're going to experience this. This is different than we had it in March 8th. The worship center is set up differently. The chairs are different. We're asking you to enter and exit out certain doors. Right? We're, we're asking you to follow certain protocols of, of physical distancing and not hugging and touching and you know, shaking hands. And I know that's incredibly hard. Right? We're asking you maybe to sanitize your hands as you walk in. So how do we love each other and show honor to each other in those things? I mean, one of the top questions I get is, is simply this. What do, I, what do I do about a mask? Right? Isn't this the hotly debated topic right now? In our world, what do I do with a mask? Do I wear a mask out in public? Do I wear a mask to the store? Do I wear a mask to church? Here's what I say about the mask and for my online audience too this morning. You know, if it makes you comfortable wearing a mask to church and wearing gloves, then fine. You do what you have to do to feel comfortable coming here. So if you want to put a mask on before you come and put gloves on, then that's, that's perfectly okay. What you're going to find is our ministerial staff, when we are before the services, after the services, walking around talking, we'll have a mask on, right? Obviously, I'm not going to wear a mask while I preach, but, but I'm going to have a mask on before the service, after the service, while we're out talking uh, to you. You know, our ushers will have masks on, our, our greeters will have masks on, our hygiene team will have masks on. Why? Because we want to make you feel comfortable, and so if you're one of those that are saying, you know, I don't know whether to wear a mask to church or not. Guys, this is a way we can show honor to each other. This is a way we can love one another. It's to say, you know what, here's how I can serve somebody else. You know, I, there's an article that was written this past week by a gentleman by the name of Brett McCracken. Uh, and it's a wonderful article. You can find it at the Gospel Coalition website. And the title of the article was this, Church, Don't Let the Coronavirus divide you. And I want you to listen to the question that he poses it. And I'm going to read it twice just to let it sink in the second time with you. But listen to this question Brent McCracken poses. He says, even if you think these precautions are a needless overreaction, can you not sacrifice your ideal for a season out of love for others who believe the precautions are necessary? So I'm going to read that again. Even if you think these precautions are a needless overreaction, can you not sacrifice your ideal for a season out of a love for others who believe the precautions are necessary? Paul in verse 10 is saying, have a committed type of love that I'm going to find ways to love others and show honor to them. 
Then in verses 11 through 12, he, he gives us a love of expression. How we're to express our love. Verse 11, he says, do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in the spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Right there, verse 11, he says, don't be slothful. Right? Show zeal. I, I like to think of it this way. If I had to sum it up, Paul's saying, go all in for Jesus. Right? Just, just push all your life in for Jesus Christ. Go, go all in for him. You know, isn't it sad that there are a lot of people who worship a false god? And they are a heartbeat away from being in hell for all of eternity because they've not received Christ as their Savior. And, and they're a heartbeat away from being in eternity, a Christless eternity forever. But yet many of those who worship a false god have passion, have zeal, who've gone all in. But yet, there are believers in Jesus Christ who say they believe in the one who died on the cross for their sin, who rose from the grave to be able to provide them eternal life. There's some that say, you know what, I follow this Jesus that has given me life. But they're slothful. There's no zeal. They've not gone all in for Christ. But yet here's someone who's worshiping a a false god with passion versus a Christian who you even wonder if they have a spiritual heartbeat. Paul's saying don't do that. Go all in for Christ. What does an all in for Christ life look like? He gives this to us in verse 12. In verse 12 he says rejoice in hope. The hope that we have as believers in Jesus Christ, it's a settled hope. It's a fixed hope. It's not a hope-so type of hope. See, the hope we have is it's fixed on a person, and that person is Jesus. And so when I put my hope on Him, I'm saying, I'm trusting in you who said you died on the cross for me and rose from the grave, and that's where my hope is. Peter says in 1 Peter, it's a living hope. Right? So it's a hope that lives within us and it's settled and fixed on Jesus. So he says rejoice in that. Secondly, be patient in tribulation. Be patient in tribulation whether your suffering has a short season or a long season. Paul says to go all in for Christ, to have zeal is to say I'm going to be patient in that. Knowing that at the end of the day that suffering, it, it doesn't define me and that suffering doesn't win over me. Because of what Christ has done in my life. So I'm going to be patient in that suffering. And then third, he says this, be constant in prayer. Be a person that is always praying. Be constant in that. I, I love what William Barclay, uh, an old pastor, once said. He said, no man should be surprised when life collapses if he insists on living it alone. So he says, be constant in prayer. And then finally, you see love's care. Love's care in verse 13. He says, contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. And this is the way we can love one another. We contribute to the needs of the saints. We seek to show hospitality. You know, as a follower of Jesus Christ, when you tithe, when you give your offering, you are loving someone else. When you give, that giving is a way to love someone. To show hospitality to someone. To serve someone. The reason being is because that helps support international missionaries. That helps support new churches being started. That helps support ministries within our church. And even during this time, I've been amazed over the last 10, 11 weeks. During this time, still the ministries that have been able to happen 
because you've been faithful in giving and your giving has helped further the gospel and love people. You know, we've got some exciting worship services planned coming up when we get back on campus. And, and, and one thing I'm really excited about is on June 7th, we're going to be baptizing a person in their 80s. And the next day and next week, we're going to be baptizing a, a young lady who just received Christ as her Savior. All that happened during this period of time where we weren't on campus, but we were still ministering to each other. And so your giving is a way you can love each other and serve one another. And so Paul says, listen, don't love the way you want to be loved. Love and treat others the way Jesus wants you to treat them. But you know, when we look at, at this type of love, verses 9 through 13, it's, it's a love that I would say has to be totally different than the world. Now, if you're a follower of Christ, this is a love you don't always see out there. But it's the love we're to demonstrate. And, and let's just look again at the passage, if you will. I know I took them in pieces, but let me read it this time in its entirety. Verse 9 says, Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil, hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal, but fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. You know, when I, I read that, I, I can look at that and say, there are times I've, I feel like I'm doing okay in some of those. And then I can look at them and say, there's times that I know I'm not getting it right. And I fall very, very short of a lot of those. And I don't know about you. Maybe you look at it the same way. And you say, man... I can look at those verses and I know, boy, I'm, I'm missing the mark in a lot of places. Why, why is that? Why do we miss that mark? Why don't we love perfectly? Well, it's because we still have this thing called pride in our lives. We still battle this selfishness. And I think one of the blessings of COVID-19 that has happened is, is exposing selfishness in our lives. It's exposing pride. So sometimes when a procedure or a policy comes down, we, we immediately want to throw our hands up and say, well, I don't want to do that. Or, or somebody says something negative or, or something you disagree with. Well, no, I don't want to deal with that person. What's happening is, is pride's coming out. Selfishness is coming out. And God's exposing that. And see, understand, when God exposes a sin in our lives, that's a blessing. Why? Because God's saying right here, you've got something I want to fix. And I, I'm going to point you to the one who can fix it. And his name's Jesus. Because if we read verses 9 through 13, we can see it's Jesus who perfectly loves this way. Who perfectly serves us. And so as you and I, we fall short in loving this way. We can constantly come back to Christ and say, Christ, we're looking to you as our model. We're looking to you as our Savior. We're looking to you to help us in this Jesus. And so this morning, I'm going to encourage you to give your life to Christ. I mean, maybe right there in your living room today, you need to come to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Our praise team's about to come back up. And they're going to sing a, a song and encourage you to sing as well called Build My Life. And if you think about that this morning, that's what we need to do is to build our lives upon Jesus Christ. 
And so right there in your homes, I'm going to ask you to pray or, or maybe sing along with us. And if you are ready to receive Christ as your Savior, right there in your living room, you can say, Jesus, I'm ready to follow you and call out to him. Maybe as someone who's sitting here this morning, you want to pray. And you want to pray about something that's going on in your life. You can pray at your seat or, or you can come and pray by yourself down here at the steps. During this song, we're going to have that time to reflect upon what God's calling us to do. And then after that song, I'm going to come back and finish our message this morning. Let's stand. Let's sing. You come as you feel led. You sing with us at home. You pray right where you are.